basically my coach told me to go and sit in the car and he'll come and talk to me after the session, talk to me around into, into staying in the sport, I guess, and here we are now, never looking back. To have so many incredible role models to look up to is just amazing. I mean, there's just so much talent and to be even be able to race against girls like that is just an honour. Even coming into the championships, there's been numerous times where like, I question myself. Not my, even my confidence in my running ability, but just being able to run has really been knocked. Hello and welcome to the England Athletics podcast. In this episode, a chat with 12 times British shot put champion Scott Lincoln, who this month got the Olympic qualifying standard that he's been seeking for years. You'll also hear from more delighted athletes in our roundup from the recent England Athletics Under-20 and Under-23 Championships in Bedford. But first, I spoke to Scott Lincoln the day after his 21-metre 28th throw in the Czech Republic, which put him third on the British all-time list. This was his reaction. Yeah, so happy to uh, finally get my first Olympic Games qualification. It's just been absolutely crazy, really. I had a bit of a celebration last night with a couple of beers and with a few of the guys, and it was just so cool to do. And everyone really has reacted so positively as well because they've followed your journey. So what kind of messages have you received? What kind of reaction has there been? I've had so many messages. My phone's literally blown up. I've not even replied to all of them. I'm trying to get through them as much as I can, but they're coming in just as fast as they go as, as I'm replying. So it's been pretty uh, pretty mental, to be honest. My phone's been constantly on charge because I've just been literally uh, sat looking at it for, for hours. I mean, it's it's so nice to have such good backing and it's always good for, for confidence and things as well. But no, I mean, it's it's just good to to know that so many people are, are wanting you to do well. Really inspiring as well. Now. A couple of years ago, you wrote about this, um, or you spoke about you know, a training session where you'd been out at work in the rain, it was winter training, and you were mentally, physically exhausted, and you said to your coach, Paul Wilson, I'm done. Just take me back to a moment where you considered your place in the sport. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's always tough in winter. As every athlete knows, we're pushing our bodies to the limit for a, an easy summer, in, a, in effect. <laughs> when you're pushing your body to that, that amount of strain, like some, something sometimes just gives. And I wasn't really enjoying it at the time. As I said, been out at work all day in the rain, literally got home, just got warm and dry, and then straight back out to training for the same thing again. But yeah, I mean, it's moments like that that make what I've done over the last... 24 hours, like, incredibly worth it. Basically, my coach told me to go and sit in the car and he'll come and talk to me after the session, talk to me around into, into staying in the sport, I guess, and here we are now, never looking back. Tell us a bit about your coach, Paul Wilson, because uh, he, he has also shown a huge amount of adaptability and improvisation, courage on your journey together, you know, because this means a lot for him too and, you know, your partnership together. Yeah, for sure. It's it's good to have someone like Paul by my side. He literally, he's basically my my stress. So all my stress just goes to him. He, he literally just sorts everything for me, uh, whether it be flights, competitions, the training plans, the the technique, everything. Like he's he's literally there for everything. He's always believed in me. 
he didn't actually sound shocked when I called him yesterday and said, I'm going to Tokyo, I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm halfway there, like, I just need to win the British champs and I'm going. And uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, I know, like, well done, like, I, I know, but, you know, I could see it coming. Um, and I was like, yeah, thanks. Uh, it's It's been, yeah, as I say, it's been a long time coming, but um, not many coaches around there that have been as patient as he has. I've been an absolute nightmare most of this season, to be honest. Um, Why is that? Trying too hard, getting a, getting a bit overexcited about throwing and and wanting to qualify. And I knew I could qualify if everything went right. And it just made me sort of try too hard and, and as I say, get overexcited. So, you know, just need someone like Paul to uh, to sort of calm you down, get you back on the right track, along with my psychologist and, and everyone else that works with me. So, been a whirlwind of the last 12 hours, though. It was in 2019 that you went over 20 metres for the first time. And I believe you also did that in, in Brno in the Czech Republic. So happy hunting ground. Yeah, it was the same place. Um, it's just such a good venue. Uh, the circle's perfect for how I like it. It's, it's grippy but fast, which is quite rare in, in a circle. It's either like ice or it's too grippy and slow. So I did a, a PB in, in Sweden middle of last week I knew I was in shape and it sort of came from nowhere but that belief stuck with me coming into this weekend I was just literally buzzing to compete and and go out and I just kind of knew that I was going to throw 21 I don't know for people who don't know and don't have an intimate understanding of the shot book what is the difference between a 21 meter throw and let's say a 19 meter throw is it so much as just putting everything together? Is there something particularly special that you did right? I think a lot of it is just finding out what cues work for you and, and also just the feeling of throwing fire and, and actually releasing the shot with power. That's what I work on is the feeling a lot. And that gives me a lot of, uh, a lot of time on the ball, which makes me throw further. There's timing. There's obviously your body feels different every time you go out. The same with any sport, really. Every circle's different, so that's why I like going to places where I know they're good. It's quite a lot of different things, and, and the weather was perfect for me yesterday. It was around 18, 19 degrees, cloudy, so it was, it was suited to the British thrower. <laughs> <laughs> now, over the last couple of years, you've been progressing, but Sophie McKinna has also been progressing, and you know she has got to the Olympic stage, and, and so it's great that you've got the standard too. I know you're very close to each other, friends-wise. Has her progress helped push you on? And seeing her in Doha, has that made you think, I want to be on that stage too? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's sort of one of them things where it was never in doubt for Sophie. And in my eyes, like, I speak with her most days, if not like every other day or something. Uh, we sort of know where each other's at and in training and we try and push each other, but we've got a really good group chat going at the moment, which is um, a few throwers that were in Poland. I speak with Taylor Campbell quite a lot. So he he qualified like two weeks ago or something, and, and that sort of pushed me on as well. He was in exactly the same position as me, chasing that distance and and wanting to be there. And, and then he just went out and did it and absolutely smashed it. So it's good to have other throwers. So there's like Nick, there's Sophie now, and and obviously me and Taylor, so it's it's just really good to have that that vibe going. It just really helps, definitely. 
Is there a good amount of banter in that group chat? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you wouldn't believe. Yeah, it's uh, that's what it's all about, though, right? Is just to speak with like-minded people that you can have a laugh with, you're comfortable around, and and just bounce ideas off each other, and just daft little things that you learn as well off people how they prepare for comps and stuff. I know you're a, a bricklayer by trade. You work out with tools. You've been doing well, more uh, digger driving, perhaps. Yeah. What's work yeah. been like? let's say the last year, because I know a lot of the building sites were shut down at the same time when training facilities were closed. Just give us a flavour of the adapting and the improvising that you've been doing alongside the work and the athletics. I've cut my work down to three days a week now with my, my dad owns the company. We've sort of done a deal where I work three days a week. Just gives me plenty of time to recover. I mean, luckily, when COVID hit, we had sort of stockpiled materials so we could carry on going for a little while. Uh, so we only actually stopped work for about three or four weeks. We sort of got the go-ahead off the government to get back to it and and finish what we were building and, and things. So in that respect, it was obviously nice to have that four-week block of training. I sort of gathered that we were going into a lockdown and, and bought the timber I needed to make a, a circle. So already had a stop board so I screwed that to the wood and we uh I had a, a net left over from the old cage at York when the old track shut down don't know why I kept it but glad I did so that's been sat in there years like all of a sudden it came in handy because I um I attached it to a door and I was just thrown into the net so that was really good I had my own my own gym so I was pretty set up that way but there was certain exercises I couldn't do that I rely on other gyms so I train at York uh, sports village there's equipment in there that i i don't actually have in my gym so we had to sort of improvise with truck pulls and all sorts of daft stuff really it started off as a bit of a laugh for, for social media and then worked out quite well so we carried it on <laughs> i saw that yeah you're pushing along the uh truck i wasn't sure how much it was just for for a laugh on social media <laughs> i always lose count of how many british titles you won but i think it's 12 it's a good question Yes, I think it is now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First one in 2012, then every one since the outdoors of 2015. But as a young athlete, when you started, when you entered the sport, just take me back. How much of a dream yeah. would making the Olympics have been? Well, I've been with Paul all the way through, my coach, and uh, he's literally got me from coming out of school and, and took, taking an interest in it to the Olympics. And um, basically, my two biggest aims, which pretty much coincided with each other, were at the time to throw 20 metres and to be an Olympian. And then obviously the, the standards progressed that much that in 2012 Olympics, 2050 would have got you in. Wow. So the, the standards just improved worldwide massively over the last couple of years. Goals change as you progress and as you learn more about the sport and things and didn't really expect to be, well, I wanted to be where I am now, but I didn't really expect it to just happen. So yeah, it's been been pretty amazing. Well, Scott Lincoln, it's been brilliant to chat to you. A last word, I suppose, given that your dad owns the company that you work for, you say you work three days a week. Are you going to get an extra day off or a, a hero's welcome? What do you think? What does your dad say? <laughs> I'll have to see that when I get home, but um, hopefully, yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, it's obviously a, a discussion I need to do in probably after the winter. I don't want to be changing things around too much now, and, and we'll be heading out to, to Tokyo after the British champs 
so it's all happening pretty quickly so it's just exciting it certainly is and it's exciting for all of us fans and uh, people who are part of the sport to follow it so thank you very much oh thank you thanks for um the support thanks to scott lincoln for coming on the england athletics podcast and we wish him the best of luck now as i mentioned earlier this month has also seen the england under 20 and under 23 championships in bedford daniel reese was there to capture the delight of some of the champions as they stepped off the track I'm joined now by uh, Zoe Pollock of Oxford City and Loughborough University, who's uh, just won the English under-23 title for the uh, 400 metre hurdles. Just outside the European under-23 qualifying time, was that a bittersweet sort of uh, race in the end? Yeah, completely bittersweet. No, I'm so thrilled to take the win. And um, this season has just completely never been what I would have imagined. It's been beyond everything. So, yeah, no, slightly bittersweet. But, I mean, I've still got next weekend. Fingers crossed that'll be a good race. We can get it there. (laughs) And the state of women's forms to be hurdling in the UK just now is obviously at a very high standard. How does it feel to sort of be part of this... Uh, you know, exciting generation of uh, women's 400 metre hurdlers in Great Britain. Oh, it's so incredible. I mean, the 400 hurdles is such a brutal event and to have so many incredible role models to look up to is just amazing. I mean, there's just so much talent and to be even be able to race against girls like that is just the honour. So, yeah, no, it's amazing. <laughs> and obviously you're part of a very strong training group just now. You've also got Seamus Derbyshire, yeah. Alex Nibbs, uh, two very good 400 metre hurdlers who are going well, Jessica Turner. Yes, amazing. Uh, so, what is sort of happening in that squad which sort of you know is contributing towards some of your success that you uh, you're enjoying just now oh I don't see I don't know I think we're so lucky we've got such an amazing setup and Nick Dake and my coach is just incredible he's so um, and I think we just have fun we all get on really well we have fun but we also have such a good balance of working really hard and pushing ourselves to the limit but um, having fun at the same time which I think is such an amazing thing to be able to have when you're training because I think you've got to first and foremost you've got to enjoy it haven't you so yeah I know it's such an amazing training group and feel very lucky to be part of <laughs> How do you normally celebrate these uh, really good performances? Well, I've actually got an exam tomorrow morning. So That's a great way of celebrating. Yeah, great celebration. So I think not much celebrating, but um, no, I'll probably just um, go back with my family and yeah, probably celebrations later on in the week once the exams are finished. You can finally ask, what is it you're studying? <laughs> uh, I'm doing geography and business. So very different to sport, but I quite like that. I think That's it's quite a nice. Good thing. Yeah, That's no, I think good. it's really good. Um, but yeah. Very cool. Zoe Pollock, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Well, I'm joined here by uh, Samuel Clark, the Cambridge and Coleridge athlete who's just uh, finished the 400 metre hurdles with a new personal best, 51.98. Wasn't the cleanest of races. How do you feel it went overall? Um, yeah, the first few hurdles were very good, but coming into home straight, I felt strong, tied up a bit at the end. But yeah, I was very, very happy and surprised to take the win, even a fellow at the end, but it's worth it. And uh, you came into the season with a 400 metre hurdles personal best of around 54 seconds. You're now under the 52 second barrier. Did you ever expect to make such a rapid improvement in such a short space of time? No, I, I knew I'd made improvements like over COVID over the last couple of years and improved a lot. Um, but yeah, I didn't never expect to be quite that quick. I was hoping to go sub 53 this year, but whole second quicker is amazing. What do you think you've done differently that has resulted in uh, you know such a such a great improvement in times? I'm not sure. I worked very hard my flat speed over the winter um, did a lot of gym session I've definitely got a lot stronger so it's a combination of everything really and what are you doing for the rest of the summer obviously university studies have finished uh, are you going to commit yourself fully to training or is there anything else that you're looking to try and balance on the side yeah I've got an internship this summer which will take up a lot of time but hopefully I can still find time to fit, fit training in and stuff
Where's that based? Uh, it's in Cambridge, so where I'm from, so I'll still be training my coach and stuff, it should be good. That's good. And uh, how are you finally going to celebrate your victory uh, this evening? Not really sure. I kind of just want to go to bed. I feel very tired, <laughs> but I'm very, very happy. I'm uh, now joined by uh, Sabrina Sinier, uh, the University of Birmingham, Birmingham yeah. athlete who has uh, just uh, won the under-23 women's 1500 metres. That was a really interesting tactical <laughs> race, I've got to say. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, it was just a typical 1500 metres, to be honest. I mean, from the start, I've been uh, told by my uh, coaches not to uh, go out to the front, as that's kind of my normal go-to. And then, yeah, just try to stick in every time someone surged. There's quite a few of them. Coming round to the 600, 500, we could tell that it was kind of a shift where people were getting ready to start sprinting. So I kind of made my way to the outside, which, while running longer, I didn't really want to get boxing. So I kind of gave myself that chance. Ended up having to run wide on the bend on the last lap. Managed to get myself in contention for 300 to go. And then, yeah, from 200, it was literally just me and Carrie kind of pace to pace. I don't think there was actually any point that anyone gained any proper ground. I think each time someone got it, the other one came back. I, yeah, it was a crazy sprint finish. There was a good uh, 10 minutes before the presentation where we had no idea who had won it. I think we're both very proud of ourselves. We know that we've given it our all. Yeah, I'm honoured that I managed to come away with the win, so... So a ridiculously close finish there <laughs> yeah. in the end. So what did you do for the 10 minutes during which time you had no idea you'd actually won the title? Um, obviously I just was talking to people. So there was a lot of people that I haven't seen for ages, especially one because of Covid and two because I'm just com coming back onto the scene after my illness. So it's, um, yeah, I was just literally just talking to people. I mean, at the end of the day I knew even if I came second, I was so proud of myself. I'd done everything that I set out to do and I'd given it my all and that's all you can kind of ask for. Uh, the win was just the bonus really. <laughs> and like you say you've had a couple of difficult years, um, you're yeah. obviously a, a very successful GB junior athlete. Yeah. And, um, so how have you managed to bounce back from a lot of those a lot of those setbacks because there must have been that sometimes where you thought oh yeah maybe you weren't going to get back to the back to your best. Yeah I mean I think that's pretty much most of the time really even coming into the championships there's been numerous times where like, I question myself. It's been really hard where when you're younger, you kind of have that kind of fearlessness. Um, whereas I kind of had to turn around and had years where my, not my, even my confidence in my running ability, but just being able to run has really been knocked. It's amazing. This is, yeah, my first national title since all of that, which is insane to even say. I mean, I think it will take me a while to actually uh, really realize that and have it sink in. But uh, yeah, I wish I could say that it was down to anything. It's not. I mean, every day is hard. I think that's the part of the sport. Um, and as you get older, there's a lot more harder days than there are easy ones. But uh, yeah, I have a fantastic team around me such an amazing group of girls that we support each other we're such good friends so uh yeah I, i'm just enjoying the running and yeah if the performances come with it that's a added bonus so i'm here with aiden leeson the new england under 23 uh, men's form to meet a champion that was an extraordinary race did you ever think you'd have a chance of winning that title when you started the race um well i was came through quite optimistically from my heat that i was in quite good form and I think today we came in with the goal of winning and very, very happy with the outcome of winning it with the PB. What was the part of the race where you felt that you had a, a real chance of uh, taking the win? 
without wanting to go, I came off the bend in the lead, and I knew I had still some in the tank, tried to kick home. I felt 50 metres to go that I had it in the bag, I tried to keep form and stay strong. And obviously that's a, a new personal best as well, um, and you've been on really good form this year. So what's happened that's been different this year that has contributed to such, such a good running form? Um, I think this is my second year with my new coach, Glyn, and everything's been going really, really well, really smoothly. Just more consistency in training, and yeah, pushing through really. It's been really, 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 really good winter. What's the next aim? Sub 47? Uh, yeah, sub 47, hopefully next week at British Champs is my personal goal. And then from there, the European and 23 section is the day after. So hopefully that as well, and then we'll go from there. Uh, so I'm joined with uh, Hannah Kelly of Bolton United Harriers, who's uh, just taken the 400 metre title in the under 23 women's category earlier this afternoon. What were your thoughts on the race? It looked pretty, pretty dominant from our perspective. Yeah, no, I'm really happy with the race. Um, I won my heat, but I didn't run it how I wanted to, so I just wanted to go out like, the final run, a control race, um, so I'm happy with how it went, yeah. So what did you do in the heat that you felt you weren't too happy with? I think I just went off a bit too quick, I was probably a bit of nerves, a bit eager, um, so I just wanted to run a more controlled race, save a bit more for the last hundred in the final, which I think I did. Because I've been originally plan planning to compete in the twos this year, but just how the season went, um, decided to do the fours. And uh, why the fours? I mean, obviously they're the most painful yeah. event out there. Well, maybe the 400 hurdles is a little bit worse, but why the 400 metres? Um, do you prefer it to the 200s or do you just do it because um, you feel it is a stronger event for you? Yeah, it's always, I've always been a 200 runner mainly, but it's always been in the plan to do fours because I'm tall, um, long strides, so I think this year was just the right time to move up to it. You heard from Zoe Pollock, Samuel Clark, Sabrina Sinner, Aidan Leeson and Hannah Kelly with Daniel Rees reporting there. Well done to all those athletes, some of which may indeed end up being part of the squads for the European Under-20 and Under-23 Championships, which are next month in Estonia. Well, that's it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll stay tuned for more to come this summer. For now, though, thanks for listening, and goodbye. <laughs>